Let's do it. Let's do it for real. Do it for real. I was born for real. <laughs> As opposed to born fake. Uh, some of my haters were born fake. I'm Yo, right. born fake's a great album name. <laughs> yeah, actually, it really is. Get out of the way. It's a busy Christmas day. Welcome to Sync Floyd, the podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up with Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. My name is Gareth Blackler, and joining me is the baby I adopted, oh. <laughs> James Barron. Baby boy Barron. Hi, Gareth. How's it going? It's the jingling of bells, and that can only mean one thing. It's mid-November. <laughs> and already the malls are putting up their christmas decorations because like us they are ready for christmas and they don't care <laughs> they don't care what the people say <laughs> yeah they're just trying to finish 2021 already you know yeah get it done maybe next year will be better it didn't work last time but we can try again <laughs> we'll just keep yeah. going faster and faster until the year is about six weeks all right exactly <laughs> <laughs> a year just ends because it starts raining and you're like oh well let's try it again oh fuck all right oh, still raining this year damn it <laughs> <laughs> everyone's walking around and they're like i'm 509 <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm feeling mediocre feeling 500 and fine <laughs> um yeah what did we watch this week we watched tokyo godfathers Gareth, yeah, a Satoshi Kon film, one of my favorite directors of film who uh, tragically died early um, in his life mm. and won't be making any more films, but uh, he has a great collection of work and this is one of them. And I thought I would bring it on as a preemptive Christmas special since we don't <laughs> really do a Christmas <laughs> show. Um, but <laughs> We do a thing. We do a thing for Christmas, but we'll, we'll get yeah. like an actual Christmas episode in in the in the meantime, right? Mm. Yeah, but yeah, um, we'll figure it out. So, have you seen any of Satoshi Kon's work before? You know anything about him, or I have. I've seen uh, Paprika. Nice. I watched it. I all I remember was being very tired and watching it in bed and then not doing anything else that day. Yeah. Which might mean it's really good. <laughs> um, I did, yeah, I remember really enjoying it and being, um, finding it very trippy. Mm -hmm. But I will say that I enjoyed this one even more. Yay. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. I this think this movie was so good. Yeah. I think this movie's a banger. Um, I think most of his work is really, really good. I do like this over Paprika as well. Um, Ooh. But yeah, it's a very, it's like both a heartwarming tale and a very upsetting tale. Yeah. But yeah, it's just a damn quality movie. So before we spoil it, definitely seek this one out, listeners, and uh, have yeah. a wee watch along. A great Christmas film, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do want to like, I've got a couple questions for you about the nature of the Christmas film, James. Sure. Um, do you watch a movie that's set on Christmas or has Christmas like music and themes? Would you watch that movie on Christmas day? Um, ha probably. I don't tend to watch movies on Christmas day if I can avoid it ah. because they're doing the like 
family things uh, mostly that makes sense oh I'm, that's embarrassing i'm busy most of the time on christmas day specifically but i do love watching a christmas movie at christmas time in general mm. um yes I, i'm sad to hear that you're embarrassed by watching a movie on christmas day i think it's perfectly fine to do so um oh that see my my rule is you watch your christmas themed movies leading up to christmas yeah um and then you it's like advertise how you can't advertise on election day. You're like, oh, you don't okay. need the Christmas movie anymore. You're in the Christmas spirit on Christmas day. Exactly. So yeah. you'll watch, yeah, you'll watch, well, there's no ads in New Zealand TV. So you watch like, I don't know, a, a night's tale or yeah. <laughs> annihilation one Christmas. <laughs> wow. Really? That's wild. Yeah. So it's, there's been a couple years in a row now where I've been down in Christchurch visiting my family Mm-hmm. And my brother and his partner have then gone off to have a Christmas dinner with um, her side of the family. Sure. And so it's just been me and my parents because our grandparents have gone off to visit other people and stuff. Right. And, you know, we're all super tired from the day and we just watch whatever's on. And I was like, well, I haven't seen Annihilation yet, so I'll just chuck that on. <laughs> oh, my end. And yeah, my dad's review was uh, very slow at the beginning, but he was asleep at the beginning. So ah, to say? fair enough. Yeah. Dreams very slow your dad <laughs> yeah amazing imagine if he was like the ama- the beginning was amazing all that stuff on the boat and we're like no dad that was your dream <laughs> he's just having a whale of a time on his dream boat <laughs> yeah love that uh yeah that that is a wild pick for a christmas day watch but yeah, i, I love that energy <laughs> did you have it before or after dinner did you watch that film that was, we do lunch in my oh, yeah. family. So yep. that was, yeah, definitely post-lunch. Uh, okay. Full of food. Probably pre the tiny little dinner you have after lunch. Okay. Yeah, I respect yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's fine then. I was a bit worried for like eating after <laughs> watching uh, Annihilation specifically. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, yes. So was there a follow- You had a second question for me about- My second question is, is Dark Side of the Moon a Christmas album? Um, you- <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, maybe we'll find out. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> it's like sweats at gunpoint, <laughs> he says. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I feel- I- <laughs> In in the same in a similar way to this movie, I think that like Dark Side of the Moon deals with like a nostalgia and um mm. and uh, feeling of like loss but new beginning at the same time in the same way that Christmas does, right? And this movie evokes. I think mm. that that's a good fit like thematically. But um, as to the subject matter of the album, <laughs> uh, unlikely. Um, yes. Yeah. As to whether it syncs, though, with Ooh. a Christmas movie, well, let's see, shall we? Shall we'll we we'll find out? Or shall we find out if it syncs yeah. with Tokyo Godfathers, Gareth? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Um, opening title, speak to me. You know the drill. It all happens here. Um, we've got, uh, we open on a, a terrifying doll of uh, baby Jesus. <laughs> Um, oh yeah that guy. in a in a uh nativity play being performed by children um presumably at a local church as it's christmas eve gareth at the start of this film mm. the course of the film actually takes place um over the course of it starts on christmas eve and finishes on new year's day uh so it's the entire christmas bracket 
for oh, yes um for the holiday um Mm. yeah we're watching this uh frankly strange uh nativity play um (laughs) and in the audience uh our protagonists a group of uh three characters uh who are all homeless people for the movie Mm. and um we've got uh Jin, who is a middle-aged uh alcoholic guy um with a with a red cap and scruffy beard (laughs) um we've got um hana who's a transgender woman um who hangs out with them as friends and um miyuki who is a teenage girl with frankly a dope hat combo Um, yes she's yeah she's wearing like two hats at the same time and it's a great look uh but yeah um they're all here uh well actually miyuki's not here but they're they're here (laughs) they're here watching i just want to introduce the protagonist but yeah no uh they're here watching this nativity play because uh, there's a sermon for the church afterwards and then a uh, some free food afterwards, mm. which is what you do on Christmas if you're homeless. You go along to the nativity play to get some soup and a good feed. Um, yeah. And yeah, in general, this movie starting out with a nativity play is perfect because um, over the course of the story, it's about a... Um, a baby being discovered or <laughs> a baby arriving under miraculous circumstance and mm-hmm. the surrounding events improving people's lives i think is like the direct <laughs> it's a direct parallel to like christmas right and and, and the miracle of of jesus right and miracles in Whoa. general the miracles in general are a theme of the movie um oh you- man i missed that subtext about yeah christianity <laughs> um i just thought they might have been doing you know like the classic uh diehard shane black kind of thing that you said it around christmas because it's such a heightened time yeah and especially this week in between christmas and new year's is such a like you have to you no matter what's going on you're reconsidering your life you're looking back you're looking forward you're a bit lost yeah no and, you it evoked are, that mood very strongly for me. Yeah, you are right on the money in that it's like Christmas is all about that combination um, of the of the two themes represented in this movie mainly is that like miracles recurring and then like family in the same way that <laughs> Fast 9 is about family. Um, <laughs> yeah, and miracles. And miracles, yeah. Um, yeah, th- where is that better exemplified than on Christmas, right? Like where those mm. two things are colliding. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, I think, I think that's the, the theme here, but, um, mm, nice. Yeah. Very good. And we'll see a lot more of this playing out as we go. Uh, they're getting some food after the sermon, uh, which was all about, um, people finding a place to call their own. Um, I guess getting the theme in there of the, well, these guys being homeless and having nowhere mm. to go, um, having no place to find their, find, uh, find themselves. Um, and yeah, uh, they're getting the food. Uh, Hannah makes a joke about eating for two, uh, pretending that she is uh, an expectant mother, uh, basically. And I love that this comes back later. Yeah, it's perfectly um, paid off as a callback. Yeah, there are so many like tidy little jokes in this movie mm. um, that like Satoshi Kon um, like wrote, directed, did the screenplay, like a whole bunch of stuff for this movie. He was like weaved in throughout and this like reeks of his style so yeah yeah it's the backdrops are based on photos he took which i love yeah that's awesome but yeah so 
These these two, uh, Jin and Hana, are just bickering back and forth constantly at each other's yeah. throats, um, just swearing at each other, calling each other names. Um, they drop the like F slur for gay people. <laughs> I'm not going to say it on the show, um, but uh, they, they use that a hell of a lot. <laughs> If it makes you feel better, the dub I, well, the subtitles I had did not drop that. Oh, really? So, oh, man. It's, yeah, I'm, hopefully you didn't get some, like, weird... Maybe, I don't know, we'll find sub out. Subbed by some, like, 13-year-old boy. Yeah. It's pretty explicit in my subtitles. Uh, they did not hold wow. back. Wow. Um, because this was recently um, re-subbed and re-dubbed, like, as ah. of 2019. And it's really cool. They actually, um, so in the original Japanese version and in the original English dub mm-hmm. um hannah was voiced by like a cis man actor yeah. and now um she's voiced by a trans actress oh, wow. and then her mother and the um in her club, in the club that they yeah. visit yeah her mother being like a drag mother kind of thing mm-hmm. is voiced by this like this person who's kind of one of the people who ground who broke ground for the idea of um publicly using they them pronouns which wow. i think is like amazing yeah that's oh, sorry, incredible much they them is um non-binary yeah yeah which was like that's awesome that you're gonna write you're gonna write the wrong you kind of did with um your original english sub yeah and then um dub and then you're gonna like take this extra step forward and give work to someone who's done all that work that's incredible so yeah, yeah. all that to Great say stuff. is <laughs> um folks look out for recent subs for this Fair enough. Yeah. I, I, yeah. If it's, if it's good. Yeah. It sounds, it sounds like it's going to be a promising one. Um, mm. but yeah, uh, interesting. I, th- I think that probably means that we watch different versions of the same movie. So that's going to be, uh. <laughs> that's going to be exciting. I think, I, I think they're cut exactly the same, so it should be fine. It's just, that, so. like, it's just that the dub is different, but that will be an exciting adventure for us. Nonetheless. Um, you know, that's my biggest fear across this whole project. It's been like, yeah? You know, whether the episode's good or not, who cares? But if we watch <laughs> different versions and suddenly we're like, no, no, he said this at this point. No, no, this synced with this. Oh. And it all falls apart. Like, I so honestly could don't know be what the night. It yeah. could happen. I think we'll be if fine. we start fighting on Christmas. Oh, oh no. What's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> There's the end of the podcast, but by the end, we'll, we'll have come around. A, a miraculous yeah. baby will form over this call and we'll <laughs> have to take care of it. I don't know. Um, feels like this podcast is our miracle baby. <laughs> I think that's true. That's damn right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we get the breathe vocals coming in mm. as uh, we meet Miyuki now um, again with her cool hat, and she's on top of a building spitting on people's heads, <laughs> waiting, yeah. waiting for um, Hana and Jin to return with the, some of the food because um, she didn't want to show her face at the nativity play for reasons that we will get to but um yeah yeah i do love that she's like tallying the amount of hits that she gets with chalk <laughs> just like <laughs> scratching them in as like teardrops effectively it's hilarious <laughs> um and yeah so they all come together and like hang out on top of this building and yeah they're like a sweet little family a found family mm. of um, homeless people that look out for each other and look after each other um, but are also <laughs> constantly at each other's throats. Um, yeah. And yeah, like a, like a classic family. It's, it's great. Um, mm. And yeah, 
uh, they keep like calling each other on being like burdensome to each other that they have to like look after each other, but they do care about each other. Um, and yeah, so they just are going about their night on Christmas Eve looking for stuff. Apparently, uh, Hannah had some like presents that she'd stashed somewhere, but they're just like looking amongst uh, some trash uh, mm. down, I think, below the building that they were at. And um, yeah, they're talking amongst themselves. Apparently, Miyuki is uh, a runaway from home who hasn't uh, been back home in six months. And she mm. feels that she can't go back for whatever reason. But, like, they haven't talked much about any of their backstory or whatever. They just, like, don't care about that. They are, they're their family now and they look after each other. So, yeah. But we'll get to it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're having a big scrap here out in the, in the <laughs> trash um, when they hear some wailing and crying. And nestled in the trash is a newborn baby just wrapped up in a little like pouch um and they're like they are freaking out that's wild and uh they're talking about like how disgusting it is for someone to throw out a baby like this Mm. um and yeah Jin like briefly reminisces about a time before when he was homeless and his um his uh wife and child very quickly here but we'll get more of that information coming up um and as they pick up the baby, they find a little key with a number on it and underneath the wrappings. So they take that and, um, yeah, uh, they just are holding this baby, trying to figure out what to do. Um, Jin wants to take it to the police because it's the right thing to do. But Hana is just like thrilled to bits to like live out her fantasy of being a mother. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it like immediately calls the baby their child. Like, they're, they're a family and they have a child now, which is, like, a record scratch for both Jin and Miyuki, who look to camera, and then we get the title card for the film. Yeah, like, crash, like crashes in on the side of a truck. Which so really good, yeah. So, we get the, mm. the opening titles here over um, the last parts of Breathe, and yeah. um, they are stylish as hell. It's just, like, shots of the city... Um, with people wandering around and the signs, all the signage has been replaced with the credits. Um, mm, quite, always good. Quite subtly. Yeah. It's a simple effect, but it's done really effectively. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's real nice. And like- Our th- second film to do this, by the way. Do you know what the first film was? Oh God. Uh, there was the one that put like the names like on the boardwalk and I remember the, the titles themselves. Was it- uh, oh god entourage <laughs> yeah fuck yeah Crushed you know it. how this film has like made us all feel really good inside well just remember the like... film that didn't <laughs> just like fucking entourage man <laughs> yeah. god damn oh yeah that's a family um a found family <laughs> god damn um but yeah uh we we do get into on the run here as well get the on uh no sorry the credits are playing out over on the run sorry yeah um and the um the on the run crash happens over like a character design credit which is nothing that's not a sync at all <laughs> yeah um, i really wanted the crash to happen during when the truck crashes in with the title i thought that would have been that would have been great premium yeah. syncs but sadly not um no yeah we do get the like scene playing out though like we cut like we get the opening titles bits that are coming in but this the movie is progressing still they're walking through the city 
and mm. the credits are still appearing on signs, which I think is like really good. Um, it doesn't like stop, <laughs> which is <laughs> like, it stops a little bit for like the opening ones. And then you're like, Oh no, actually we're getting on with the plot, but the credits are still coming in. It's nice. Um, yeah. uh, yeah. So Hannah, uh, gives the baby a name much to, um, Jin's, uh, absolute chagrin. Uh, it calls the baby Kyoko, um, which it means uh, pure child, literally, and is taken from the Japanese translation of Silent Night, the, um, mm. the song, uh, in case you didn't know. Um, <laughs> if you're like, of a silent night, how can they translate it? It's silent. Yeah, no one's bloody speaking. No, what? They, it's just like a, a sound of nothingness, and that's their name. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but that so they give she gives him the na- her the name sorry uh, just before the clocks come in in time mm. and uh, yeah we get a, a haiku there are a few haikus I recorded this one I yes. didn't write, write down any of the other ones um, but they are very nice they happen like I think uh, in the like three act structure of the film we get them coming in and oh, Hana yeah. always delivers them uh, this one is a little baby powdery snow on its cheeks on this holy night which is very nice mm. they're, yeah. they're all good haikus um <laughs> yeah yeah uh pretty smart to just come up with a haiku on the fly as well i don't think i could do that that was such a skill eh? like yeah i still have to count on my fingers syllables and one time i tried to make a haiku and i got in a massive debate on whether female is two syllables or three syllables and i had to like leave it's two surely yeah i was wrong i said three because i go female female when, yeah male. you had like a y in there yeah no <sighs> never mind just similar to how fran drisha would say it i'm sure fran drisha is three syllables so oh sure yeah she's allowed to them it's fair enough <laughs> uh god damn um but yeah, so they head back to their like little home that they have. They've got like a little uh, tent set up in a park, which is where they stay the night. Um, mm. It's quite quite cozy in here. They've got like a little cooker and like a collection of stuff. Um, it's it's nice that they all like hang out in here. Like <clears throat> this compared to a house that we see later is night and day in terms of like how yeah. people live. Which is just a really interesting take. Like they've like built this little like home for themselves, even though they are homeless. Um, which is it's it's nice. Um, mm. But yeah, uh, yeah. So they have a bit more of a debate about what they should do. They um, Jin again wants to take the baby to the police so that they can take care of things, which is the right call. Um, and uh, but Hana really wants to try and find the true parents uh by themselves so that they can like determine uh individually if they are fit to be the baby's family because like the family ab- abandoned the baby so yeah Hana doesn't want to like give it over to them worrying that like they'll just get abandoned again again she has great motivations for this but we'll get to this as well like both of them mm. have motivations for this point of view it's it's just so good this movie holy shit yeah. um <laughs> It's how you write a film. Yeah, for real. Um, but yeah, so they are, uh, yeah, they try and calm uh, the baby down and like stop crying and uh, they determine that they'll like take the baby to the police in the morning because it's like now close to midnight. So they aren't going to be able to do anything about it anyway. 
Mm. So they're looking after it. Um, and they send Miyuki out to go to get some water uh, for the baby. And uh, yeah, uh, so she's going out doing that. Um, Jin gets uh, nostalgic for the time that he was a father and he tells a story mm. about uh, yeah his wife and child who he claims are now both dead. Um, and his daughter would be about 21 now, like a bit older than Miyuki. And so, like, effectively, Miyuki is his surrogate daughter in this yeah. family situation. Um, he sees a lot of her and his daughter. And, um, yeah, it's, it's like, very sweet. Um, he, tells, he keeps telling the story, and it's like, um, what happened was he was a bicycle racer. Um, and he, uh, his daughter got very sick and uh was dying and he needed to pay the hospital bills so he like fixed one of his own races to make money as a get rich quick scheme but it got found out and he got kicked out of racing and his daughter died and then um his wife later uh died of grief or killed herself mm. it's not clear it doesn't explain but um yeah it's it's a very tragic tale <laughs> to which hana is like weeping over brutal again merry yeah. christmas <laughs> um but yeah it's not the first like harrowing tale that this movie does not like shy away from yeah at all. uh yeah we're dealing with the real shit in this film um it's a fascinating um balance i guess it's yeah you know, it's like christmas there's so much joy there's so much sadness there's like it's like a farce at some points yes yeah. an action film at some points and it's all animated which yeah it's one of those films I think you should show someone who doesn't, you know, who doesn't like anime because they think it's all sexy robots. Hard agree. Like, because this is, this could have been live action and oh, yeah. it would be like in the AFI's top 100. Or yeah, something. it's such a human story. It, does, it doesn't mm. need to be told as an animated tale, but like the animation level is such high quality. It, this is a, yeah. a beautiful movie and like everything is so well thought out and beautifully animated for you. Mm. Um, like Satoshi Kon really, really cares about framing and how, um, how all of his uh, characters are like blocked into the scene to the point where he will um, keyframe everything himself and then like do things in reverse order in order to make it like, so he Ooh. knows where the scene will be ending up before like how it's, and then we'll draw the way that it gets there he does everything out of order which is in, oh. an incredible way of doing things but like yeah. um but yeah it's it takes like a master to do something like that and yeah mm -hmm. it really pays off in this so i absolutely agree um <laughs> but yeah uh so yeah miyuki's out getting this uh bottled water for the baby and like bunches uh, bumps into a bunch of other homeless guys who are out like selling books um, for Christmas and the, they drop mm. uh, one of these books which coincidentally is a guidebook on parenting yeah um, and yeah so she's looking over this uh, book and like pays for it in some of the food that she picked up outside the convenience store um, mm. and yeah uh, it's <laughs> I'm, I'm not entirely certain but I think that the like family on the front is supposed to be a mirror of the family of the um of the abandoned baby um i'm not entirely sure i think they're supposed to be mm. like a happy version of them but anyway um or an idyllic version um yeah yeah 
So they feed uh, the baby some milk, some like heated up milk formula with the water and Hannah is in absolute heaven, like living her best life as a mother and mm. like fantasizing about like her no good husband who she tolerates, <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, and yeah, uh, we pan out uh, into the night as uh, snow starts falling over the city um, for Christmas. And mm. yeah, so Christmas Day, next morning, um, Hannah has left with the baby and so the other two like go out to try and find her as we go over a great gig. And um, Hannah is like crouched in the middle of the street, just like distraught at having to hand the baby over to the police um, because she really doesn't want to do that. And uh, Jin says that a baby is already is always better off with her real mother. And Hannah straight up disagrees saying that sometimes a foster mother is better. And again, we'll get to this, but, um, yeah. And he says that like, it's irresponsible for a homeless person to raise a child. And Hannah is like, yes, I understand. But she's worried about the baby, like going from foster home to foster home and yeah, not having a true family and for her Christmases to be ruined for all time because that's when she was abandoned. And yeah, it's reflective of her own situation in, in case you didn't realize. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So they resolve, Hannah refuses and they're going to find the family on their own. They aren't going to go to the police just yet. Um, and then if the mother can explain herself why she abandoned the baby, um, they will give the child over to her. And otherwise, then they'll go to the police um, is the mm. strap. And that's, yeah, that's what we're going to do for the movie. Um uh, the only lead that they have on that situation is the locker key, which they find. Um, <laughs> Miyuki like suddenly remembers and then we cut to them like at the locker, which is very yeah. funny. Um, and yeah, inside is uh, they open it up and inside is a bunch of like holiday items crammed into a suitcase, like photos from a trip and like scanty underwear <laughs> and like all kinds of stuff another set of keys and yeah just a photo of a family or like a a, a, a man and a woman um hmm. uh who have just come back from holiday standing outside a house uh with a pair of buildings in the background um so that's like all they have uh they also find uh, a, like a shitload of business cards for a hostess club um which is like effectively like a strip club. Um, Mm. And uh, yeah, so they like try to call that, but there's no one open because it's Christmas day. And so Mm. they like, all right, we'll go there. Um, And they go onto the subway and this is, we get a sweet little callback joke with the um, soup lady guy uh, person who's handing out soup. Uh, seeing Hannah now with a baby and going like, holy shit, she was eating for two. <laughs> Just such a slam dunk of a joke. I loved it. Um, yeah. Incredible. Um, and then, yeah. Uh, so they're on the train going over to uh, this place uh, and everyone on the train is like suffering because these uh, homeless people are smell terribly. Um, they're all like covering, yeah. covering their faces um, they even complain. I'm gonna about be it. honest. Didn't love that joke. That one felt a little mean. Yeah. But well, this, yeah, this, especially 
Well, you know. I don't think it's a joke. I think it's like um, put in there as like a direct way of like how the public treat homeless people. Mm. Like, I think this is just realistic. Like later on, they get kicked out of a place for smelling bad, like out of a yeah. shop for just lingering and being there, but even though they have no place to go, like they smell bad and that's just a fact of life for them, you know, like they have no way of cleaning um or they yeah yeah so it's just it's just how it is so they're on the subway and yeah i don't think it's a joke i think it's just real <laughs> okay uh, that's then it's super effective that it made me feel so bad oh yeah it's very uncomfortable yeah. um it's like i'm not the most qualified person to say but it is like so unfair the way the homeless are treated like it's only feels like in the last like 10 years and so, including the time that this movie was initially made in like mm. 2003, like, a homeless person was, like, a, in movies and stuff, was always the joke. It was, like, yeah. a stock joke character. And it's, like, it's just a deep onset way to make you hate the poor. It's, like, a really yeah, yeah. just, it's just buried deep in your skull. And especially, like, in New Zealand, there's an urban myth that you can't be homeless in New Zealand. Like, if you are homeless, it's your own fault, which is, like, That's not ridiculous. true at all. Yeah. That's something, like, someone's parents said to them as a kid to make them feel okay about walking along the, like, roads. Jeez. But, yeah, it's... I don't know. I'm not... Again, I'm not, like, a professor. I'm not great at articulating it, but it's... It's so nice that this film humanizes... Oh, yeah. ...the homeless so well. It, like, yeah. fully captures their situation, like, perfectly. And, like, mm. yeah, absolutely, as you say, humanizes. They're, they're, they're our heroes for the for the film. Like, in, yeah. in every sense of the word, they're doing the right thing and, like, dis- in spite of their situation. And, yeah, they're, they're rewarded for it over the course of the film. But, like, it's... Yeah, it's it definitely um, a realistic portrayal of uh, homelessness and... Yeah, mm. it's 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 great. I I think like most movies don't even yeah if, if they have it, it's for a joke or they shy away from it entirely, right? Like yeah, yeah. Um, like a little birds guy, for example, who we love so much. <laughs> um, he yeah. like he like I I know that Turkish Spider Man isn't like a great like film that we <laughs> cite often, but like <laughs> that guy is definitely a joke character. Like, and, mm. and yeah, like he just exists for that purpose rather than being a character onto his own. So yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, I will say as well though, like it's one of the side effects of the pandemic is I'm always taken out of my head when I see someone on public transport in a movie now. Yeah. Because I'm like, they should be wearing a mask. Oh Yeah. So when I saw that everyone covering their faces, my first thought was like, holy shit, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> I'm finally getting into these movies. Well, that's an- and then once I realized what was going on, yeah, yeah. it was even worse. That's another thing, though, in, in Japanese culture. They, like, if someone gets sick, people do wear masks. That was something mm. that they were doing before any kind of pandemic. It's just like a politeness thing. And that's so good yeah that's so cool it's, it's, yeah. that would fucking write the whole time you know <laughs> like i yeah. hope it catches on in the same kind of way where like if you're Heck sick yeah. you wear a mask and it's just it's not like a stigmatized thing it's just like a public mm. health thing you know um so i'm hoping for that but anyway <laughs> <that's> yeah <laughs> neither here nor there um but yeah so they're rolling along on this uh train this uh and uh it comes to a halt because of uh heavy snowfall uh, covering the rails has to get cleared and um, another train pulls up alongside and Miyuki looking through the window sees a man um, who recognizes her through the window 
Um, and yeah, he starts like flying into a panic, yelling down the phone. Miyuki like has turned around and tried to hide who she is. And um, yeah, she like hunkers down trying to hide from the guy and eventually like dives out the other side of the train and runs away. Mm. Um, and they're like, what the, f-? the, the other two are like, what the fuck? <laughs> and uh, yeah. you're like, get out of the train and follow along behind. Miyuki obviously doesn't want to talk about what happened. Um, but yeah, uh, she slams onto the ground right on the cha-ching of money coming in, which is mm. a sink for me. So there we go. We've got a sink. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we found one. Yeah, found one. Uh, but yeah, so they take off on foot, uh, just walking along the train tracks, going faster than they would have been <laughs> if they'd stayed on the train, uh, which is good. Um, and yeah, they're just... Uh, going along their way walking instead they've wasted the fear on the on the train which they're mm. upset about because obviously money's quite tight um and uh hana starts singing climb every mountain from the sound of music to cheer everyone <laughs> up um very like full of bravado uh but eventually we like cut to a like several hours later and she's still singing the same song but like <laughs> very tired <laughs> And yeah, she's like used up all her energy and collapses um, full drama queen mode in this yeah. situation. Like, go on without me, like that kind of thing. But she is like, later on, we'll find out that she actually has like pretty serious health concerns. <laughs> uh, <sighs> but yeah, anyway, so she's like going, pushing herself to the limit anyway, but trying to keep everyone in, in the group uh, happy about their mission mm. and as well. So, um, yeah. You know, you just need singing during a mission, like yeah. Pink Floyd did for us when we watched Entourage. <laughs> oh, thank God, yeah. They were alongside us being like, I know, dude. Here, have some <laughs> any colour you like. Just vibe out for a bit, boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so they come upon a cemetery and like want to find some, some offerings here because mm. oftentimes people will leave stuff for the dead as an offering that um, the homeless people will just come and pick up. And because they can use it better than dead people can. Um, and yeah, Jin finds a bottle of liquor placed on someone's uh, grave and just starts throwing it back and becoming a belligerent asshole. <laughs> yeah. um, basically falling into old habits for him. Um, and yeah, it gets into a huge argument with Hana and uh, Miyuki in the background, um, just holding the little baby sitting in the middle um mm. and yeah Jin's like just sort of become to like despondent at the futility of this quest and feeling terrible and eventually convinces Hana who's like starts burst into tears and starts crying uh because she like can't fix the situation it's pretty rough but then yeah a miracle happens uh by sheer luck they find uh nappies and food set out for a dead child <laughs> grave mm. which is awful like someone has come and visited a child's grave on christmas and left out like these things these items um but it's very helpful <laughs> for their situation <laughs> um you know it's 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 great like when satoshi Kon was making this film he like wanted it to walk the line between realistic and like supernatural in terms of um miracles and yeah um yeah he wanted like it to be a realistic story but to have these like crazy circumstances perfectly happen 
to the point where like it brings everyone together and like fix, fi- helps their situation you know like mm. yeah he definitely does it very well and i'd say like because later like even earlier there's a car that just narrowly avoids them in the background yeah like, and that obviously that gets played out more as the film goes on and it's i think part of the trick to making these miracles you're not going to be mad at them is the fact there's a baby in there like yeah. babies this might i might sound like a robot but babies in cinema you care about that baby for like, sure that's why baby's day out is so good <laughs> <laughs> and like um raising arizona um, yeah does that really well that's a well. great like, example yeah heightens this situation so much but you're like i hope this works out because that's a baby yeah yeah it's it's a good trick you know yeah for sure that's like a full-on like action version of this movie i would say raising yeah. arizona like yeah it's um mm. but yeah it's uh yeah I, I i fully agree with that that it's it really heightens the situation but um yeah i think also all of these miracles are plausible it, it's like insane mm, as they are sure. they are grounded in reality as things that could happen just not all at the same time you know like that's that's the the magic of the film is that like there's so many crazy things happening and it's all because of this little baby coming into these people's lives you know yeah yeah um it's even down to i didn't i personally didn't notice a lot but in my research um a lot of the houses in the background which are based on his photos mm. uh, he's designed them to look like they have faces like they always have oh. window window and then a mouth kind of door and stuff like that huh. and even that's like just you know the coincidence the kind of miracle to imply like something big is happening yeah but then it's you know grounded enough that you kind of you don't over it's not over stylized yeah it's just no, like I, something to kind of give a little bit of mystery and mystical feeling to it yeah i fully wouldn't have noticed that if you hadn't just told me about that so i'm gonna see that on my next watch that's pretty <laughs> exciting oh man it's so hard to notice okay. <laughs> like, i was actively looking out for it with my synced watch and i was like i might have it might be like if someone tells you like oh man if you listen closely to this part of a movie, you hear someone start rapping or something. Oh. And you'll listen and you'll think you'll hear it. Or you'll like be like, oh, I wasn't smart enough to notice it. And then you find out that Neville's in there or oh, something like that. Oh, man. Like, you know. The hidden raps. Hidden under raps. <laughs> yeah. That's that a weird that, choice. That's our next show. After Sink Floyd has is, is reached its mortal coil, we will do uh, the hidden rapping <laughs> movie podcast. <laughs> where we try and find the hidden raps, the hidden rhymes yeah that's great um, uh, that doesn't sound that that's not too far from what this show is <laughs> so true <laughs> um but yeah so uh the, after that uh wonderful circumstance they're moving on to um the hostess club they're still on their journey but they come across a guy who's been run over by his own car yeah. um he's like been crushed in the back and like they move it off of him and he explains what happened <clears throat> basically he was like parking his car and a lady uh he's like the the parking brake wouldn't hold because it's too snowy mm. and they're parked on a hill and um as he was checking underneath his car to see what was going on someone cra- like was walking their dog and slammed into the front of his car pushing it on top of him and it rolled on top of him and he is just holding it there so they didn't get run over <laughs> by his own yeah. car um for like hours presumably yeah. <laughs> um pretty rough on a christmas day <laughs> mm. uh but yeah so they rescue him 
and he's very thankful. He gives him some money and a, a business card, um, which if you read it, um, is he's a Yakuza boss, <laughs> um, mm. like an incredibly uh, rich and powerful gangster um, here. And yeah, he's like, uh, if you need anything, um, I'll, I'll help you out. And uh, so they're looking, so they tell him about this, this club that they're headed to and if they could get a ride. And he's like, what? Like coincidentally, um, his daughter is marrying the owner of the club tonight. Yeah. <laughs> like wild. Uh, so he will drive them to the ceremony. He'll take them along as like guests of honor to his mm. daughter's wedding for saving his life. Um, incredible. <laughs> yeah, it does my favorite storytelling movie trick as well, where he's like, know the guy, and then smash cut to them in the car. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he's marrying my daughter. Yeah. Which means there was like probably 15 minutes of silence <laughs> in between the start of that sentence <laughs> and the end of it. Yeah, just ages where they're like, what is he talking about? Where are we going? <laughs> yeah. They still think they're going to the club. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he's explaining it and, like, nearly crashes his car, which is a good bit because um, he's just, mm. like, looking over his shoulder. Um, he basically, he also says that he doesn't approve of the marriage um, that, like, because he's married, she is marrying one of his, like, goons, effectively. Uh, the, yeah. the club promoter guy, like, works for him. Um, and uh, it doesn't approve of that marriage. And Jin says, well, like, so long as your daughter is happy, that's what matters, right? Like, surely that's the most important thing. And I love that this comes back to bite him. It's just so good. Like, <laughs> this little thing is just like a little throwaway line. And then it's mirrored later on. It's just, oh, mm. delicious. Um, but yeah. So they go and attend this incredibly fancy wedding <laughs> at a like yeah. at a hotel. Um, the bride to be, the daughter, is also named Kyoko. Um, yes. The same name as the baby. Um, hilarious. <laughs> um, and yeah, we go into uh, us and them as uh, the group are just like hanging out at this wedding, <laughs> waiting to speak <laughs> to the groom because obviously he's busy with wedding stuff. Um, yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah, just again, us and them working well as like a disparity between the rich and poor here because um, mm. they're just like loading up on food. I think Jin grabs like three bottles of champagne. <laughs> um, and yeah, uh, Miyuki goes off to um, change the baby in the in the bathroom. So she's separated. And then um, Hana is talking to the groom and getting him to call the club where he works out to try and find um, the baby's mother who used to work there. Um, mm. And this guy's a, is, is an asshole. You can see that he's like talking about, ah, oh, oh, yeah, I used to get with her. Blah, blah. He's like a nasty guy. Um, and uh, it turns out that this guy is the, um, the man who had the get rich quick scheme that made Jin homeless. <laughs> like, yeah. And Jin like recognizes him at the wedding and wants to beat the shit out of him with one of the stolen, well, not stolen, one of the uh, bottles of champagne that he has. Um, so he moves over to like bash him in with this bottle of champagne. And at the same time, uh, th suddenly a hit goes down on the Yakuza guy. Um, yeah. A, a man disguised as a maid, a Latino guy, um, just open fires on um 
the on the yakuza man and it's just this beautiful slow motion shot of all like of the four parties moving like hana reacting Jin like coming in to like hit the guy the guy on the phone the yakuza boss are all captured and then like the um the man with the gun the maid uh great shot just love this Mm. slow-mo and yeah the groom dives in front of the mob boss like saving his life ironically like uh making himself a hero in the eyes of his father to be like he didn't approve of the marriage and then like saved his life by taking a bullet for him (laughs) incredible uh probably like gonna be a huge story later on Um, yeah it's just saved his own marriage incredible um yeah so but uh, the the assailant um, grabs uh, Miyuki and Kyoko and runs off with them as hostages. Mm. Um, and Hana and Jin are like giving chase on foot, but they dive into a taxi and take off uh, with uh, the Latino guy like speaking in uh, speaking another language. And this wasn't subtitled for me for the entire time. Um, yeah, never. Yeah, so I, I think it's not in any like version of the film. It's just yeah, he's the language barrier between them is intentional um, Mm. to make it like even more heightened that you don't really know what's going on. Um, But yeah, Uh, she also loses her hat (laughs) on the way out and they scoop (laughs) it up, saving it for her, which I just love as a like little detail. Um, But yeah, they managed to get away and uh, yeah, the, the Jin, Jin and Hana are like trying to figure out what to do next. They like call the taxi company to say like one of your drivers ran off with stole a girl blah 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 um and they tell the cab to come to the tower um that you see in the distance the tokyo tower which is a a cool monument but anyway um Mm. and yeah they uh have more of a disagreement on what to do next jen is like still drunk and despondent he's had more champagne and more drinks since the time at the cemetery and he's just gives up basically he mm. throws it away because he's like, this is, yeah, he's, he can't help in this situation. He's decided. And yeah, um, Han is like furious at him and calls him the lowest of the low. And yeah, that she goes off to the tower to get picked up by the cab and he just stays where he is and just falls deeper and deeper into depression. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, again, still Christmas night. Uh, <laughs> and he's just wandering around, like, drunk off his face. Uh, goes to the police and wants to turn himself in as human trash. Brutal. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so, he's wandering the street um, and comes upon this old man who is lying spotlighted on the ground alone. Um, like, ancient man. Mm. uh and yeah over the uh we're what are we in we're in us in the end still and um this ours the 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 chorus is going ah as he like wakes up um and asks for a last request to have a wee sip on the bottle of champagne uh that uh jin still has uh but yeah so he's thankfully alive and is going to be looked after by jin Mm. uh meanwhile um, Miyuki gets taken to the, the house of the hitman, <laughs> like taken down a dark alley and is sort of freaked out that she's going to be sold into slavery. Doesn't know what's going to happen, but it's going to turn out okay. Uh, 
the we cut back to the old man and they're in his tent which is covered in windmills um i really love this scene this whole sequence is fantastic um but yeah he's just like lying in surrounded by like artifacts and things he's collected over the years in this tent and um yeah just it's constantly saying that um you've fulfilled my last request and now for my last request <laughs> which is <laughs> really really funny um mm. uh it's i think supposed to be a potential future version of Jin himself that he's like sees himself like if he stays the course he will become this man basically um uh as a yeah he will he will become a, a homeless man with no friends who um dies alone basically it's it's yeah. really rough um but yeah he gives um a gin a uh red a little red bag and says to get rid of it for him because it's the cause of all his problems later on we'll find out that there's a lottery ticket in this bag again mirror, mirroring um gin's like uh uh basically self-destruction through drinking and mm. and gambling uh, and yeah uh, so he gives this as like a, a final last request and then uh, slumps as if he's died and we cut to outside and the windmills slow and stop spinning um, yeah. basically implying that he's dead and uh, Jin's like gives a little prayer and goes over to cover his eyes and like close his eyelids and when he moves his hands away the guy is still alive <laughs> And the windmills have suddenly sprung back to life, which is <laughs> such a funny misdirect. You think it's yeah. going to be this like really somber scene, but he's actually alive and still wanting another sip from the bottle. <laughs> um, hilarious. Um, and anyway, so yeah, Jin's like, okay. And then he leaves. Um, and as he leaves, you may not notice, but the windmills are indeed stopped, um, implying yeah. that the old man has for real died um, on the inside. And like, this was just like a final thing that he had, like as another recurring thing that like he had multiple last requests. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just like yeah. a, a very tidy little scene um, mm. leading into one of the most harrowing uh because yeah some kids have shown up and they say something about new year's cleanup which yeah. we will get to in a minute um oh, actually we'll talk about it now um yeah basically <laughs> it, it, this is horrible um yeah these kids have shown up and they just uh their version of new year's cleanup is beating up homeless people like clean mm-hmm. effectively cleaning up the streets of homeless people by like killing them or like beating the crap out of them so that they die and stealing their stuff and just being piece of shit kids um it's yeah. it's horrible to watch this because they yeah they they like beat this old man don't even notice that he's dead um and like they're beating the crap out of Jin. they take some uh take an envelope out of his pocket which he later finds again i don't know how but he does um but yeah it's awful uh and then yeah they just abandon him dead well, like to mm. die in the snow, which is just rough. Um, yeah, Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, Merry Christmas. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, it's just, like I didn't. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's like 
the thing about it is it's like it's got these really really harsh and hard to watch scenes oh yeah but it is still very heartwarming on top of this like it it has it has the emotional pull that like many christmas movies try and have like Mm. general like genuine stakes but i feel like this one just really pulls it off um because yeah it's just a very well told story and it doesn't shy away from like the nastiness of yeah the reality that some christmases people face you know um yeah yeah i think you need to have the nastiness if you are to make a like a movie like a movie like this after because obviously it's middle of november for our christmas yeah um but you know so i've just finished mainlining horror movies Mm -hmm. and then i went down my deep digimon rabbit hole last (laughs) week um this is what saved me from it is like watching this just made me feel like my soul had been planted in some nice earth and was growing back nice yeah, and strong definitely. and you need that element like any film or media that's done that for me has had enough sadness in it that it i don't know it like lets you in you drop your guard and yeah. then it plants its little seed of, of beauty hot. in you yeah yeah exactly Perfect. yeah what a lovely What's your favorite growing your soul back movie? Oh man, this is up there, honestly. It's really yeah, good. Right? I, I like a lot of the um, Pixar movies. Like, ironically, mm. Soul is probably the one that came to mind first. It's just yeah, like literally sure. growing my soul back. But um, <laughs> but yeah, that one is is, is an, a definite one that like it made me like the moral of that movie is that like it's okay to like have your own goals in life i think is the mm. is the summary of soul and it's just and like what success means to somebody is um individual and i think that that mm. is a really inspiring movie in that regard like yeah so that's that would be my pick <laughs> mm. yeah nice uh so yeah getting back away from this horrible like very hard to watch scene we go to yeah. like a very heartwarming scene um because uh Miyuki has um is now just like hanging out with the wife of the hitman um who is like breastfeeding her own baby and also um little uh the little baby that they have um looking after them both (laughs) she does say big breasts cool (laughs) which is a hilarious line uh, but uh, anyway, th- th- they like sort of um, bond with each other despite not being able to speak each other's language. Um, Miyuki is so desperate for a mother figure that, and this woman is so lovely and warm that they bond over like family um, and and the, this lovely warm situation. Yeah, um, it's it's very nice. They like look at old photos of um, of her family and then Miyuki's family um because uh we find out that her dad is a policeman and they bond over that they're both policemen uh which like adds to interest like to the story of the latino couple here i don't really know what this means and that like now they're making a hit on a mob boss i don't know anyway (laughs) it's it's not clear (laughs) how much your life can change yeah um but anyway uh hana is uh in the cab with the guy who dropped off the the hitman previously and i love that this cab driver becomes a recurring character as well just by circumstance hilarious uh he just has to deal with hana and her her intensity the entire film (laughs) um (laughs) which is played played for laughs and yeah 
so she's like hell bent on finding um, her girls basically. And yeah, is, gets out of the cab without paying and starts uh, wandering around the area, trying to find them calling out. And she's coughs up some blood uh, because she's dealing with her health. She's like driving herself to the brink basically. Um, yeah. Hmm. Uh, Miyuki briefly, we cut from this to like a dream that Miyuki is having, having she's like gone to sleep. And uh, what plays out is a scene of why she left home um which then turns into sort of a dreamscape uh shortly uh so um as as we're getting um i'll see you on the dark side of the moon and and brain damage we're watching this play out by the way um and uh basically what happened was uh she stabbed her dad with with a knife in the side because her cat uh who's called angel (laughs) uh went missing and she thinks that her dad got rid of it to like punish her. Um, mm. He's a very strict dad. He's a, like a police officer dad, right? So he's pretty intense. And uh, yeah, she just assumes that um, because they've got like a tense relationship to begin with, that he's gotten rid of the cat as like a punishment. And she's furious because um, that cat's like her whole world, her like most loved thing. And mm-hmm. yeah, she stabs him in the side and she hasn't been back since um but this scene devolves and um jin and hana appear in the in the dream replacing her own parents as they now have to care for uh little baby kyoko (laughs) as Mm. a new family um who appears with uh cherub wings um as a little uh yeah little angel um Mm. yeah uh and she wakes up being like what the fuck uh (laughs) (laughs) uh but yeah it's it's like it's uh it's a metaphor obviously in that it's like that was her old family situation and now she has this new family looking after her and that's strange but it is like it's still a family dynamic um yeah uh so hana does find them as we get into eclipse and appears at the window and um they reunite and head off with the baby um, after just like hanging out with this uh, lovely lady for a little bit. <laughs> and yeah, um, uh, Miyuki asks uh, where the geezer is and um, Hana says that he could be dead for all I care. And he is indeed, indeed almost dead. He's lying in um, where, an alleyway just like preparing to die from his wounds he's gotten his uh stolen item uh back his little envelope but he's just staggering around like on the brink of death and um yeah the there's a another misdirect kind of joke where um hana like is saying like talking a big game saying that she doesn't care about Jin, but uh they hear an ambulance and run over to uh when they find out that um, whoever is getting wheeled into the ambulance was homeless, but it turns Mm -hmm. out it's the old dead man (laughs) from earlier. Um, But she thinks it's Jin and like cries out all over him. And yeah. Uh, So she proves that the blanket off this uh, stretcher and everything. Yeah. And reveals the old man, but yeah, it proves that she does definitely care about him and she was like lying. Um, But yeah, so they go off to find him. Uh, who is yeah he's as i said dying in an alley uh (laughs) and a literal angel appears above him 
like glowing with halo and everything. Uh, <laughs> and she says just a great joke. She's like, do you want my magic to save you? Or should I call an ambulance? And he's like, definitely an ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And she's like very upset. Um, but we'll, this was, will all be explained. Um, so Hana and Miyuki uh, don't really know uh, have any more leads so they go to a place from Hana's past to like post up for the night um, her drag club um, called Angel Tower um, which has the the Tokyo Tower as a logo and like angel wings sort of like crossover between the two here um, very good and yeah so they rock mm. up here and the the club owner the like drag mother i guess um appears and yeah like embraces her and welcomes her back with like open arms uh which is really lovely um mm. like an old face um and yeah they're like thrilled to have her back and inside is Jin, who was uh the the angel that he saw was actually a worker at this club who was dressed up as an angel for christmas um hilarious and so they're like reunited and he's being taken care of care of inside this club um it's really good so there's a bit of like respite here where we get uh hana's story um briefly she was um a she worked at this club before um having to leave she she decided herself that she had to leave because she had an altercation with a customer who um called her an old fart after she spilled a drink on him during a performance um yeah and that's why she takes like such offense to that specific insult when you wouldn't think that that's a big deal. Um, she, it's been used against her several times up until now in the audience and in, in, in the audience in the um, uh, the arguments between her and Jin. And every time she like overreacts massively to that specific one. So, yeah. Um, My friend, your subtitles have given you a different story to mine. Oh no! What is yours? This say? has finally happened. The mine. Oh, so mine say that sh- this man um, says eat shit pops, and that's what makes her break. Is she, ah. she yells, "Pops I can handle." No, shit I can handle, but not pops. Fair, right? And it's from like being misgendered. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Now, I think that is a better take, honestly, because yeah, my my subtitles say "old fart," which is just such a nothing kind of insult in comparison. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Being misgendered makes a lot more sense, and probably like closer to what the the story being told is anyway so we'll go with that that makes a lot more sense um interesting yeah i wonder what made the old fart i don't know probably just a different translator or like the the original cut that's what they said i don't know or just like a misunderstanding of what the actual insult was i don't know that could be it because insults are obviously so colloquial yeah that like maybe just the translator picked up the wrong side of it perhaps yeah 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 that other one the the one that you said makes tonally a lot more sense um Mm. so yeah um but yeah so uh that doesn't explain why she became homeless um so she left the club and couldn't go back after that uh altercation basically and so they didn't know anything about what happened but she became she uh had a partner who um who died and Mm. you it's not clear again this could be another mistranslation thing but um the club owner asks if, if uh, her partner died of AIDS and yeah. uh, she says he slipped on the soap, um, which could either be Hana like softening the blow and saying that like 
no, it was like, or like say either he slipped on the slope soap for real or she just doesn't want to talk about it. You know, it could well be yeah. AIDS, but like, you know, it's, it's not clear as, as to which is which. I don't speak Japanese, mm. so I don't know. Um, it's very hard to pick up the um, the tone when you're reading a subtitle and also Pink Floyd is playing. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like we do most of the time a pretty good job. But, um, We're pretty it does, good at that, but yeah. Yeah, but it does make it difficult. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so uh, he died and then she had no place to live and she felt like she couldn't come back to the club, so she just became homeless, basically. She felt mm. she was at their, like, end um and yeah the club owner says very kindly that she would always have a home here which like makes them both break into tears and me as well honestly because it's really lovely um but yeah uh so yeah she's like found a new family again that she can always come back to which is just great because of this crazy Mm. circumstance um but yeah uh so the next morning uh they set off in search of um this house because uh Jin has from the old man's house he found like a, a cutting of like a photo that matched the location of uh the buildings in his uh, in the photo from that they found in the locker so they have a lead on where to go um to find this family hmm. so they set out on a multi-day adventure uh taking place over the course of a montage where they're trying to find this house um, very beautiful montage of them just wandering yeah. around different places. It's so stunning. Um, and yeah, this is over on the run in our second playthrough for us, which is not a great fit for them, like wandering these beautiful cold streets of Tokyo. Um, mm. There's a little time lapse that sort of sinks, but yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Um, uh, I, yeah, it didn't fit, fit thematically for me. And then, um, nah. yeah. So they take shelter on their journey in this like ha- covered up, uh, broken down house that's full of cats. Like yeah. <laughs> a shitload of cats are hiding out here, and uh, of course Miyuki like protects the hell out of them because of her kinship with cats. She loves cats. Um, yeah, and yeah. Uh, so she heads out to get some supplies at the shops, but as she does, she like clocks to the left of her she looks at the at the skyline and they're at the house uh from Mm. the photo it's one and the same um but it's of it's being completely destroyed uh and yeah they're staying in the remnants without even knowing it um to prove it uh jin comedically goes over to the front door and with the keys he has (laughs) opens it and it, he says, honey, I'm home. And then the door falls over behind him. Mm-hmm. Gold. Love it. <laughs> um, Perfect comedy. Yeah, so good. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's tragedy and comedy together because they're like yeah. one lead is a complete failure. Um, and they don't know what to do. So they just sort of hang out with these cats um, until a neighbor comes and feeds the cats the following morning. And they're talking to her about what happened. And this is actually like a call out to um, Satoshi Kon's uh, series, Paranoia Agent, um, that he did, which is also fantastic, by the way. Um, These ladies appear in greater and greater numbers and just start gossiping, uh, which is he is obsessed with gossip, this guy (laughs) and the power of gossip. Uh, But uh, 
I, I love that for one, like the ladies appearing and talking more and more about the story as they remember parts um, is a reflection of the amount of cats that are massed here, which I think is great. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. But also, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, they talk about the situation uh, where um, what happened here. Basically, um, this family were like a good for nothing uh, sort of here. Mm. There was a there were a, a stripper and a guy who was drunk uh, and lost all his money on gambling and drinking. And um, they had a child together, but um, they don't know what happened to it after that. And they um, also abandoned this house, um, and it presumably got destroyed for some kind of insurance scam or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, and they have separated after they had a baby. So that woman are chastising them, saying that it's terrible. Um, amazingly, uh, so each of these people are sort of reflections on Jin and Hana, right? Like Jin is yeah. uh, a gambler and a drinker, and Hana is a, effectively a performer, stripper type. You know, like they're the same archetypes, except that these people like had the opportunity to have a child and. Um, uh, like terrible people and like squandered their lives, you know? Um, yeah. And a very, yeah, it's, it's interesting that they're like parallels in that way. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of that. <laughs> mm. um, yeah. yeah. And especially that there'd be parallels in the eyes of like a higher up society, but like these two that, you know, yeah. gave away a baby are considered better because they, you know, still have a home. Yeah. Yeah. Because they have money and they have status, mm. you know, and like the neighborhood tolerates them, um, even though they're like much worse people. It's yeah, yeah. really interesting. Um, yeah. So uh, as this is playing out, Miyuki is like looking around the house and they're hanging out here and she sees something in a paper and tears it out. And um, as they get another lead as well because they find like an apartment number on like a discarded mm. calendar. Um, so that's where they're heading to now on the, on the um, train. And uh, we see what the, the newspaper cutting that she had uh, is, and this like, it's just heartbreaking. It's um, uh, a classified ad placed in the paper by Miyuki's father that just says angel has come home. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, which is the, it's the name of the cat. And like, it was just a misunderstanding. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's awful. It's really, really sad. <laughs> um, but it's been so long that like Miyuki can't face her father. And like, now she's got guilt of what she did for the wrong reasons. Like it's, it's wild. The emotions that she must be feeling here. Yeah. Um, and it also implies that, like, her dad's been looking for her for ages and she knows that because he's a police uh, man. And, mm. um, but yeah, it implies that he's been putting this classified ad in the paper over and over again just to try and get her attention because he has no other way of contacting her. Um, oh, of course, oh, yeah. My heart, Gareth. Gosh. <sighs> um, yeah. <laughs> Not, not much else to say. Uh, yeah. I can't think of anything to say. <laughs> um, and yeah. So, uh, so yeah, they, they keep going and the, the group hide out in like a store to avoid the weather because it's still a, like snowstorm. Um, mm. 
and they're discussing Jin and um, Hana are discussing the the pair, the father and mother pair here um, that they've learned about. And uh, meanwhile, um, Miyuki goes to try and call her dad, but can't bring herself to speak to him when he answers the phone and just like huddles into the into herself uh, and like apologizes to thin air. And it's it's really tragic. Um, mm. Yeah, she yeah. just can't deal with that grief and isn't ready to talk to her own father. Um, but yeah, it's brutal. Um, and we're getting um, home, home again. The Pink Floyd lyric yeah. playing, which oh, it's not often that a sync or a, you know, a, like a sync hits in an emotional way and like heightens the scene. Like honestly, the mm. last time I feel like that happened where Pink Floyd felt like they were actively. Although not like sinking beat for beat or anything, but they were adding to the score and to the emotion yeah. was in Shrek. Man. Yeah. So we've got one of our rare Shrek sinks. <laughs> we were oh, feeling more dream. feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that is a great one though, man. Yeah. It's just like that yeah. feeling of home is so important, man. Um, yeah. yeah. So we get uh, Jin like he retells his own origin story here. He was lying earlier about really mm. what happened. Um, both his daughter and his wife are indeed alive. Um, but he left and became homeless due to his own drinking and gambling. Like his story is very much the same as this, um, uh, married couples story. So mm. he feel, he like feels like he needs to admit to himself and to Hana that like he was lying earlier about all that. Um, and yeah, uh, but he says he's trying to make good. He's trying to do better. And he um, has been saving his money that he's got. Um, he's gathered together 30,000 yen, which is not very much money. In, um, in New Zealand dollars, that's around $350. In US dollars, it's oh, okay. 250 It's not too much, but it's a huge amount to him. And because he's like every bit of money that he has as a homeless man is super important. And the fact yeah. that he's been saving it all is incredible. Um, and he doesn't even know like when he's going to see his daughter again, he'd like, like doesn't know where she is or like what she looks like now. He hasn't seen her in like a really long time. Um, so yeah, uh, it's, it's very sweet, but like also very sad. <laughs> um, mm. yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the, we get into great gig now and the store owner comes over to kick these guys out again, because they smell bad. Like it's a thing. There's a customer who's getting belligerent. He's drunk off his ass. Um, because we're approaching New Year's. Is that the same person from her flashback that got her kicked out of the bar, or is that just another drunk man? I think it is the same guy. I'm not entirely sure, Um, but, like, either way, Hana doesn't, like, react or recognize him as that guy, so... Yeah, true. Uh, It probably is, though. Like, knowing this movie and the amount of coincidences, I would say Mm. so. Um, But anyway, um, yeah... So maybe she like doesn't even recognize him um, because of like the fury that she was in at the time. Uh, Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Anyway, um, so they get escorted outside and uh, the the drunk, angry guy also comes with them and they're having like a bit of a scrap outside the um, uh, the shop. And Miyuki's coming back after like her dealing with her breakdown (laughs) in the um, Mm. in the phone booth. Uh, when an ambulance crashes into the store, destroying it entirely. Um, exactly where they were, 
um, yeah. was just smashed into by an ambulance. And hilariously, the ambulance driver gets out of his car and says, call an ambulance, <laughs> <laughs> which is just hysterical. Um, mm. uh, yeah. And Hannah's like, oh, man, we were so lucky. And she's saying this baby is like a miracle. And then she like passes out and uh, like coughs up blood. Um, yeah. Yeah. So conveniently, because a, hot, a ambulance is also being called um, for this insane situation, they get yeah. to ride along in the ambulance and go to hospital because <laughs> like in any other situation, they wouldn't be able to go to hospital, right? Because they can't afford to pay for anything and they can't call an ambulance like, mm. you know, because someone out because of this insane event that she's able to get the, the treating the treatment that she needs. Um but yeah, pretty yeah. wild. Another great coincidence. Um, so yeah, we're at the hospital and uh, Miyuki and Kyoko are hanging out like the little baby um, and mm. they're watching a news bulletin covering the gang incident at the wedding and the nurse is coming over and having some like chit chat with them. Um, and it turns out that the nurse's name is also Kyoko. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's the third Kyoko of the movie, a name plucked at random by Hana. <laughs> it's uh, what a what a miracle, Gareth. My God, um, I know, right? Hilarious. Uh, so yeah, the, uh, there's a bit of a conversation about um, Hana's prognosis um, with Jin. Uh, he says that she should get a bunch of rest and nutrition, and Jin's like, that isn't part of the homeless lifestyle. <laughs> we can't really do that um and the doctor's saying like he can cure disease but he can't like fix the situation and that all that anyone can do is their best which is like a very pragmatic view for the doctor um but yeah it's it's dark like it's it's real you know like he can't fix yeah. homelessness <laughs> um but yeah uh yeah, so I, I do love that line though that in all that anyone can do is their best, because um, I think that's yeah, like it's a what... nice button on such a tragic mm. realist moment. It... Yeah, I think I think it's like also it's like a version of what these characters are all doing, you know, mm. like it's like it's a it's a it's a dark like more um, more serious take on the like miraculous thing i think it's just that like everyone is trying their best here mm. and and like trying to do like do good and do the best that they can for the baby you know and that's why these good things are happening i think is the idea um but anyway oh yeah yeah um so anyway they they pay the bill now that hana has recovered and it amounts to pretty much the entirety of Jin's saved money mm. um i think he gets like 20 yen left over like a tiny amount um but yeah uh which he hands over as payment uh and i do love that the the guy on the bills is crying <laughs> when they oh, hand it over I miss that. he's got a little sad face i think it's like That's it's amazing. done in a way that the bill is like crumpled to make it look like he's crying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's very funny. Uh, oh, but that yeah. fits in so well with the, like the buildings looking like faces and everything as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just crumpling it to make him cry. Yeah. It's so good. Um, but as he's yeah, handing right. over the money to the nurse, uh, they lock eyes and uh, the nurse Kyoko is 
actually Jin's daughter. <laughs> yeah. Wild. Incredible. Um, I think there's like a chorus of like opera singers in the background over this scene. <laughs> uh in the actual score of the show of the movie it's it's very mm-hmm. good um and yeah so they have their first catch-up in like years yeah uh, where he finds out what happened to her over the the end of great gig um he tells her that he's been saving that money that he paid uh for her right as money kicks in <laughs> yeah like pink floyd reminded him he's like oh shit okay oh yeah uh, better oh, tell her that. yeah 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 um and yeah so uh she reveals to him that uh his daughter does um that she, she'd always wanted to see him even though of the, the failure that he became right because of these gambling yeah. debts and everything she she still wanted to seek him out and would go with her mother and like look for him all the time and like even check unidentified corpses in case they were mm. him brutal um why like because she knew that he would had become homeless but just couldn't find him right because tokyo yeah. is massive um and it just oh such a such a harsh story um it turns out we find out from her that um instead of being a bicycle racer uh he owned a bicycle shop with his wife um and yeah uh the the guy that he owed money to who was the the groom at the wedding um did indeed survive the the shots to his chest um which Jin is thankful for which i i just love that character development like yeah that's so good um that he was like genuinely worried about the guy that like ruined his life you know mm. and in his eyes earlier he was like like two days earlier he was going to smash his head in with a bottle of champagne and now he's so thankful that he's alive like incredible um yeah yeah so um uh he's like so you became a nurse huh and and she's like yeah and then um explains that she is wanting to she's engaged to be married to the doctor that we met earlier and Jin is like freaking out about this because they're like the same age (laughs) and um yeah uh (laughs) in pure coincidence i love this again um the doctor has the exact uh the fake origin story that Jin originally came up with actually happened to this doctor Mm -hmm. he had a wife and child that got sick and died um incredible uh and um yeah so she uh (laughs) like this is also a parallel for the earlier wedding where Jin doesn't approve of this but so long as his daughter is happy, that's what matters. Like, yeah. it, it's just so funny that that's come back to bite him here. But yeah, oh, incredible. All these little connections, you know. All right. Brilliant. Um, and yeah. Especially, like, this is a story where a lot of coincidences happen. A lot of, you know, things where the characters don't have a huge amount of agency on what's going on. Yeah. But because they're so... I don't know. There's such rich characters. There's so much care taken that it's completely, mm-hmm. it works out, which is, they should be bloody teaching this in some sort of writing school. Like, For real. It, like, look at this, how, figure out how the heck they're doing this <laughs> and you'll be all fine. Yeah. You'll make a lot of money. 
Yeah. Even though this, that money kid. This film didn't make money, by the way. It like yeah. it had like a two point four million uh, dollar budget, US dollars, uh, and only made like eight hundred grand, which is I blame on distribution because I think this movie is brilliant. Like it should have mm. like swept everything. It's fantastic, but I don't know. It's yeah. I don't know. I d- like animation costs a lot to make but i feel like it definitely should have made more money than that um yeah do you reckon it's because it's um his like only non kind of fantastical kind of movie it's maybe they didn't know how to market that Mm. or people were just like oh i'm not going to get to see cool i don't know lasers (laughs) i won't go to see it maybe i don't know i feel like it yeah they should have just marketed it as like a heartwarming christmas story from like a, an acclaimed animated dire- like anime director i don't know but yeah uh, it, that, that it could be a, all manner of issues as to why it wasn't a success but i, I just think it's such a shame but regardless mm. i wonder happened. if it came um, out around like oscar season and stuff like if it had that kind of maybe that vibe or i don't know if a24 were around they would have known what to do yeah <laughs> they would have known um yeah but yeah, so she gives um, Jin uh, her phone number to call her on anytime. So again, he's like got a, a family again now as well. Um, he's got yeah. that rebuilt that connection. Uh, but this touching moment is interrupted by Hana flipping out at, at like Jin being a terrible father and for lying about the situation in which mm-hmm. he became homelessness. She basically can't handle it and like calls him out on all his bullshit. Um, yeah, in front of his daughter um and she's like flipping out at him this gets explained as to why she like overreacts in this way but uh yeah yeah she leaves with miyuki in a huff um and miyuki's like what the what happened there <laughs> and so she goes to like find out what's going on um and basically uh hana explains that um she had to she was acting that way on purpose so that uh Jin could rebuild um his relationship with his daughter because yeah. she was basically trying to leave um him like make him hate her basically and be the hero in that situation um and yeah she tells this through like an allegory story which is framed as if it's like a folklore kind of legend where yeah. Jin is this like nasty old red devil who people are afraid of and in order to make him uh seem better she would act worse as this blue devil and yeah and so that's what she was doing there and um the legend ends with hana going away so that Jin can be happy with his daughter um Mm. and yeah and it's it's incredibly dark when you realize what she's actually talking about because she's basically implying that she's going to kill herself at the end of this uh oh, <laughs> legend yeah 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 oh. <laughs> which is really awful uh because she feels like mm. um that yeah Jin, she's repaired that relationship with Jin is like letting go and then yeah is has nothing else really she's got she's could go back to the club but she still doesn't really see that as an option i think in this situation yeah but yeah she does say that she might kill herself like coming up later so yeah i think that's what's going mm. on so Jin is still hanging out in the hospital, like trying to figure out, like waiting for them to come back, I think. Mm. Um, 
and he's uh, listening into a news report uh, about a historic and strange lottery winning. Um, there's uh, the the winning lottery numbers are all ones. Uh, one, 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 and uh, group 11. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> shout outs to us, but um, yeah. pretty, pretty miraculous. Uh, and the prize money is 50 million yen. Um, but we'll find out more about that later. But that, that's wild. Uh, it's mm. what a crazy thing to have. That's happen. a lot of ones. There's a lot of ones. Um, but uh, yeah, so after this this is interrupted by a news bulletin about a missing child a stolen child from the hospital and they've got a picture which is like like the police sketch is just sort of a a like clip art version of a baby but they do like Jin does recognize it as um as uh kyoko the the little baby that they found so that's weird and mm. yeah, that he goes to interrogate the father because he now has his address because it was put on the um, news bulletin. Um, so he goes to find out what's going on. Uh, yeah, Hana decides uh, they're walking along and going to decide. They decide that they're going to take the baby to the police. Mm. And yeah, Hana says that she she talks about throwing herself off the bridge out of the guilt that she feels for not doing it earlier. Cause she says, she says she's like, was ego tripping and um, yeah. Kidding herself that she was a mother and mm. wants, wants to do the right thing and take it to the, to the police station. And in the background as she, like, I think right as she mentions suicide, we see in the background, someone getting up to kill themselves by throwing off themselves off the bridge. Yeah. Um, horrible exactly like she says i'll kick off my shoes and yeah the person behind kicks off her shoes yeah incredible like um and yeah they like walk <laughs> so that that is happening off frame and then suddenly realize and run in to catch her before she jumps and they mm. do and it turns out that this is sachiko um the mother of kyoko the, the mother of the baby who is killing herself over the grief of abandoning the child um and yeah hana's like slaps her across the face uh for abandoning the child but then um when she explains herself um that that she says that the husband took the baby away and she's been out looking for it um and so she hands the baby over and yeah there's like a touching reunion here Mm. um and yeah (laughs) i do like that they say god really loves this child so you better look (laughs) out for it uh, because of all the crazy stuff that's been happening. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so Jin rocks up at the, at the dad's place at the same time, which is overrun with garbage and is weirdly yeah. like worse than his homeless digs, his, his own situation, even though yeah. this guy just lives in squalor and is again, like another reflection of Jin himself. Like, as I talked about, like you, when you meet him, you heard about him and that was enough, but seeing him yeah. as this, like, this is like a sort of a flashback to what Jin was like before everything, like before he became homeless, you know, like, mm. well, he sees that in himself anyway. Um, but yeah, he asks, uh, him about, what what the fuck the news report was about and um he does confirm that the uh, the baby that they found was stolen from the hospital by his wife and then abandoned to die <laughs> when yeah. she couldn't deal with it because she has like a terrible mental state um 
which is awful. And now we mm. know that the baby has been handed off to her. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's, it's not good. Um, so, uh, basically he says that he doesn't want to be involved when he wants to help and Jin's like you're already involved like you're this kid's father effectively and you need to control your wife and figure out what's going on because like yeah it's it's awful um he's already part of it and and he's like I don't want to do anything Uh, and and yeah Jin says that like he sees a lot of himself in him and he wants to like and that he needs to get his act together. And the guy's like, I am getting my act together. I got a lottery ticket and I won like a hundred thousand yen. Ha ha ha. And it's like another <laughs> like parallel of Jin there being like thinking that will solve his problems, you know, yeah. great stuff. Um, and yeah, uh, the guy says that, uh, Sachiko went off to, uh, go and be with her baby and didn't even clock that that's her killing herself. Like, had no idea and Jin's like what that's what that means <laughs> um yeah <laughs> and runs off to find her uh steals a bike um to uh, to go and chase after her um showing a, and we get like him cycling from here on in the movie which is very good um mm. yeah he has no way of knowing which way to go uh but sort of follows the sound of babies crying another like miracle act of god kind of thing the babies start yeah. crying leading the way to um not only hana and miyuki um but also the crying of kyoko the the baby so um yeah it's like a guiding path kind of thing uh Hmm. and hana and miyuki are like finishing up doing a prayer at the uh local shrine which is something that uh, uh japanese people do on um on new year's new year's eve new year's day it's very common practice hmm. do a prayer at the shrine for the new year um for good luck and all that you know mm-hmm. um so they're doing that and uh yeah they <laughs> run into Jin, who has to do like charades because he's so puffed in order to like explain <laughs> yeah. the awful thing that's happened um and yeah so they find out that yeah she stole the baby and now she has it again and they don't know where she is or what she's gonna do and we cut to them and she's like terrified this is a very upsetting scene and that she's like trying to breastfeed the stolen baby in in the park like sitting yeah. on a seesaw the way that satoshi Kon animates madness um in someone is they have they just become like very doll like they've got very wide eyes very glassy uh, yeah. eyes um and yeah it's just it's the style that he does it's in perfect blue as well another one of his films that like this is just mm. how he does it and it's very unsettling and effective um yeah but yeah it's it's rough stuff uh so yeah they're Mm. racing around trying to find this uh baby and they do eventually catch up to it and uh, what commences is a fantastic chase scene um yes like this movie briefly becomes an action movie hero like it's it's great um uh and it yeah it's a long chase scene which is fantastic uh basically uh in summary um Jin gives chase on his bike proving his like racing ability that he talked about even though he was just a bike shop owner rather than mm-hmm. a bike racer <laughs> um so like elements of his story are like coming true um and uh they run into the same cab driver from earlier and he's like their yeah. like their chase car driver 
as um, Sachiko like steals a truck and starts driving away with the with the baby. Um, Jin gets like slammed against the side of a tunnel by the truck and like grabs onto the side of the truck, like leaving his the bike that he stopped that he grabbed to get destroyed. Like a true action hero. Incredible. Yeah. Love this. Um and yeah, uh he like freaks out Sachiko and um because by grabbing hold of the side of the truck, um, and she crashes the truck into the side of a building, um, and then uh grabs the baby and runs off, uh, to rides up an elevator. Um <laughs> the taxi like drives into the building after yeah. them like down the hall and crashes in the distance you like just hear the sound of the car crash as um uh miyuki who's still riding in the car jumps out um and tries to get on the elevator but like races up the stairs instead because she like makes it like can't get there just in time Um, yeah so she's racing up the stairs the the taxi driver like points the other two in the direction to go in front of his completely destroyed car. <laughs> uh, hilarious. Um, and yeah, so they're racing up the stairs as well. Um, I love that just the, the transformation of Miyuki as she races up these stairs. I think this is mm. so clever. So she like sheds off um, her like coat and hat and all the stuff that she was wearing as a homeless person and underneath is revealed her clothes that from when she left home, like her, the same clothes she ran away from home. And so she like reverts back to who she was as she yeah. runs up here. Incredible. Like j- just as like a, as a symbol, I think that's like so well done. Um, so yeah, for this final confrontation, she's just wearing her, her regular person clothes. Mm. Um, and yeah, uh, so on the rooftop, um, there's a final confrontation playing out now. There were um, spot news spotlights, uh, news helicopters are flying ahead and spotlighting the scene and recording it live. And um, the husband is at home, uh, recognizes Sachiko on the screen, and uh, has to man up. Basically, <laughs> coming up very yeah. soon, um, <laughs> decides to take responsibility for his actions. Um, like Jin told him to, which is good. Um, and then, um, yeah, Sachiko is like standing on the ledge of the building, unwilling to give the baby up and basically threatening to kill them both. Um, yeah. Because she's like gone insane. Uh, we're getting the chorus of brain damage here as she like reveals what happened. Um, she basically, she did have a baby with um, her, mm. her bad husband but it was stillborn when it was when it arrived and she was like driven mad with grief and like her situation and decided to steal a baby um from the ward that she saw when it smiled at her and like thought i'll make a new life with this baby and then like between like episodes of like horrible depression like realized how messed up that was and then abandoned it and then regretted it and like it's it's an awful situation but like that's mm. what happened yeah so yeah so that that's her rationale <laughs> but yeah so she now is saying that um if she if she starts over now she she if she leaves she'll be reborn and so she wants to kill herself and the baby so that they can be together 
you know, yeah. which is awful. Um, and yeah, Miyuki is like saying how horrible that is. And um, she says, a life is a life. You are only born once. And like, uh, yeah, is saying that she should, um, you're stealing away this baby's life basically, which is awful. Um, mm. And yeah, Sachiko like says that she w- wants to be reborn and moves to kill herself as she hears her husband cry out from the balcony so he's like i'll take you back we'll be reborn like we'll make right it'll be okay um calls out so he does indeed man up in this situation and calls out to her but it's not enough because sachiko is like on the brink and yeah so she like throws herself off the building with miyuki grabbing her just in time but she's obviously a 21 year old girl (laughs) Uh, and like can't hold on to them very long um so Hana and uh, Jin arrive, having raced up the stairs, and Jin grabs hold of them, like, trying to hold on. Um, but Sachiko, like, drops the baby off the side of the building mm. in the in the tussle, and Hana, like, goes full action hero mode, leaps off the side of the building and slides down, catching the baby um, before tumbling off herself. Uh, she grabs onto this like hanging banner at the top of the building um, and you think she's going to be okay but then she falls off and clutching this banner and then the true miracle of the movie happens and that a a gust of wind whips up and they float in the air like it catches this enormous banner and they're just suspended in space um as the sun rises like between the buildings they're just like floating in light as this like true act of god occurs Um, Mm. yeah amazing um yeah it all syncs pretty well to eclipse by pink floyd oh oh yeah pretty damn good for the end of playthrough Mm. two of the album i was pretty happy about it eh? as yeah, yeah new new year's day is dawning and um there it's all good they've saved the day um yeah yeah uh we go into the heartbeats between the plays and um yeah the baby we see that baby um uh has been reunited with the parents and at the hospital and they tell the inspector that they're talking to the police inspector um that they want to visit the crew and make them all godfathers hence the title Mm -hmm. tokyo godfathers um of the baby for getting her, her back to them safely um going through all of that and um yeah and then we see uh, the group at the hospital. Um, Hana and Jin are like recovering from their injuries <laughs> as like weakened people uh, from all that happened uh, over the course of these last seven days. Um, and uh, Miyuki is wearing her um, her clothing that she was not her um, uh, hat and stuff that she was wearing her yeah. clothing when she left home. And um, yeah, Jin asks her to bring uh, her cigarettes over, uh, his cigarettes over rather, and um, as she does so, the little red bag that he got from the um, uh, homeless man, uh, the old man who died, falls out of his pocket and reveals mm-hmm. um, a lottery ticket, which is the the winning lottery ticket, the 11111 is on there, so they've won the, the $50 million yen prize. But nobody even notices it. Like, I, I love yeah. that it's just, like, left as, like, a little bit of an extra thing that you wouldn't notice, like, if you weren't paying too close attention. Like, 
Yeah, because like it's not important mm. that they get this monetary reward. It's like an extra thing that's also like an extra miracle that happens, you know. So yeah, they don't even notice. And then the inspector comes to the door with the parents to congratulate them. And as the final miracle for the film, the police inspector attached to this case is Miyuki's father. The same, one and yes. the same. And he sees her like exactly as she was before she left, like just sitting on the bed and yeah, we get a shot of everyone's shocked expression <laughs> and then mm-hmm. um, a shot of uh, baby Yukiko and then we get the credits as we pan out of the hospital and yeah, the closing credits of the film with like groovy dancing buildings. <laughs> um, yeah. These guys are love and breathe. Yeah, mm-hmm. just d- dancing up and down. I love it. Um, but yeah, that's the film. Uh, what did you think out of sync, baby? Oh, man. I I feel like we, you know, it was like we found a baby. <laughs> this baby was Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, you know? And we, we took it on this journey, this journey a lot like, well, you know, the exact journey mm-hmm. that happens in Tokyo Godfathers because we watched Tokyo Godfathers of it playing. But unlike, you know, this baby kind of enriching our lives and us, you know, learning from it, it learns from us. This baby, I feel like, was just, you know, it had some good moments. It was behaved sometimes, but I think it was kind of hmm. just crying the whole time. I don't think I don't think they, they got along yeah. these two. So, yeah, that's my first no. thoughts. What about you? Yeah, I'm not feeling great about this thing. There was just, I think there's a lot going on in this movie and, like, Uh, things just didn't align there were like a lot of things where it was just like things were slightly out and then uh like the our big numbers like the crash sound and clocks weren't really aligning with much you know so yeah yeah it's not feeling great we had that one sweet shrek sync but um (laughs) but yeah i feel like we can't go very high i kind of want to go like one or two honestly like yeah i'm feeling a two i think yeah all right Great flick, but yeah. not a good one to sync with Pink Floyd. We'll take it under advisement and plot it on the graph. <laughs> yeah. We thank it and we send it on its way. Mm-hmm. All right. So what what's left? What are we doing, Gareth? Well, we we've got to, we've got to talk next week and you know, what are we gonna what are we gonna continue our quest with? How are we gonna mm. what foolishness are we getting up to? And we've like Mm. The thing about Dark Side <laughs> of the Moon is that people talked about it, you know? So, That's true. You know, people have talked about this album. So I think it's only fair that we do a movie that we've talked about on the show. What? And it does... <laughs> not on this very episode, but... Okay. And I'm aware the talking about does sound like I'm leading to um, Fight Club, which we have talked about. Sure. But I'm pretty sure we can only do Fight Club if we can get the guy from from All the Boys I Love to All the Boys I Love Before on as a guest and yeah. he has to be in character the whole time. I mean he's the expert. Um, exactly, right? Mm. You know, so we'll have to choose something else that we've talked about. And it's one I've said we're actively gonna do on the show. And okay. I love it and I think about this film all the time. It's another Japanese movie. Oh. It's called House. Oh. From 1977. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Sweet. A film that was actively greenlit because it is nonsensical. <laughs> so, Whoa. Yeah. All right. Let's find out. I'm very excited for that. Yes. It's, oh my goodness. 
So yeah, look forward to that, uh, my listener friends. Yes. And my co-host friend. Hi. <laughs> and myself friend. And if you want to be better friends with us, you can follow <laughs> us on social media at Sink Floyd Pod on Twitter, Sink Floyd on Letterboxd, Sink Floyd Pod at gmail.com, Sink Floyd on Facebook. Oh my goodness. That's where I keep um, my friends. You, yeah. On social media. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. At arm's length. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing only your best content. Uh, As we say at the end of every episode, if you find a baby. Oh. Turn it into the police. Uh, yeah. Do what Jin said. It's probably the right call. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> no joke there. I just wanted to, like, sorry for, like, the no end, but, like, that's very serious, <laughs> Gareth. No, that's good. Like, you know. <laughs> what if someone's listening to this while holding the baby that they've found and they're like, come on, guys. Tell me what I'm supposed to do. I need the instructions. I've listened to you for two hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How did this end up on the what to do if you find a baby um, d- deluxe feed on Apple Podcasts? Yeah. This isn't what I wanted. Wiki how this isn't the best and efficient way for me to solve my issue, okay? <laughs> oh my God. Follow us on Wiki how. Oh, we should so get an account. <laughs> how does this sync with Pink Floyd? <laughs> We'll tell yeah. you. <laughs> that weird, beautiful wiki how art, but it's us oh. just sitting in our cupboards recording. Please. Oh, love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, until then, head to wiki how and search one thing. Mm-hmm. How will I know where to see you? And the answer will be on the dark side of the moon. On the dark side of the moon, baby, goodbye.